Another classic Pacific Coast Hellway moment. From the vaults of PCH. Coming to you from Los Angeles. This, this. is MYN6. Yeah, okay, yeah, so excellent. this is what we're going to... This our newest, our newest project we're going to work on this is going to be... Um, Instead of Curious George, right? It's going to be Curious Jorge, but it's going to be by Curious Jorge, okay? So we're going to practice a little bit right now. So I want you to practice your Spanish monkey voice, Do your, but you got to do it high pitch. So, so, the Spanish monkey so, so I want voice? So I want you to repeat after me, but like in, in like a high pitched Spanish like monkey voice. So say, no me moleste. And you couldn't have warned no, me about ahead, this. Go ahead, do it. A high pitched monkey voice. Come on, do voice. your high pitched monkey voice for me, Mike. What? Come on. <laughs> no, what am I supposed no to say? No me moleste. No me moleste. Perfect. Okay. And, and, uh, cause, uh, okay, here we go. And action. George. <laughs> I'm sorry if I, and action. Jorge, Jorge, <laughs> Jorge, wake up, wake up. It's me. It's the man in the yellow raincoat. No me moleste. Oh, come on, George. You know you want to touch my balls. Here, let me let me undo my yellow raincoat. Come on, I know you're looking at it. Come on. No, Mamo, stay. Oh, see, you're giggling while you touch yourself. I like that. Yeah. Come on, touch your little monkey balls for me. Touch your little monkey balls. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on, you know you want it. But yeah. Oh. No, Mamo, Oh, come on. Oh, I like how you giggle and touch yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at your hairy little monkey taint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. And scene. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Bye, Curious Jorge. We might have to do the Bye, Curious Jorge musical, so. <laughs> the hairy little monkey taint. Yeah. <laughs> uh. oh, All right, there we go. That's just sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harry Little Monkey Taint. That'd be a good name for a That's band. the name of our band. Dude, Bros Before Hoes. Appearing tonight at the fucking, at the <laughs> Gazaris. Harry Monkey Taint. <laughs> That's right. gonna be Harry, li- Harry Little Harry Monkey, Little Monkey Taint. We're gonna have our own Guitar Hero fucking <laughs> CD coming out, man. You can play along with Harry Monkey Taint. Uh, Harry Little Monkey Taint sings the love songs <laughs> of Bob Dylan. So, oh, God. <laughs> tangled up in blue. <laughs> Harry Monkey Taint. Harry Little uh, Monkey Taint. I keep, I keep fucking that up, so. Uh, I like the little yeah, part. Yeah, hairy little monkey taint. <laughs> We're going to be opening up for uh, Foo Fighters on the, you know, the West Coast uh, uh, wing of the... That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, because they're going to they're gonna let us do yes. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. We're hairy little monkey taint. <laughs> I'm Mark. What else? I'm Mark on vocals. Monk- I'm back here on balls. <laughs> it's Mike. <laughs> Mike's going to do a solo. You're listening to The Dangerous Mind of Mark Yoshimoto Nemkov. No excuses, no BS, no pants. So what the fuck is going on? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Now granted, that's nothing new for me. I mean, you know, I tend to favor the limb in the same way a junkie favors a needle. That's just who I am. And that's just the way I'm wired. Because 
Shimming out to the edge of the branch, at least in my universe, generally means saying the things that some think but few dare to say. Though I can't really quantify for you how many constitute that few, I can at least tell you that I would go as far as to wager a hand or a foot that I'm not alone in some of the strong opinions I express. I just happen to be born without the gene that allows me to hold my tongue. Oh Lord, I've tried. I've held that ever-present lump of attached flesh in my mouth until I could feel it swell and thicken in my throat to the point where I was suffocating. But there's just some stupidity I can't remain silent for. And if any of you have ever worked in an office, as I once tried to do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are just some kinds of dumb that make you want to scream until your throat is raw and bloody, feeling like chopped hamburger. I'm talking about stupidity that makes you so angry that you feel like your head might go all Fukushima on you because it inspires a horribly disappointing realization that you're drowning in a sea of morons and mental zombies who somehow managed to put on their cheap polyester J.C. Penny blue and gold striped ties or do their tacky nails and makeup in a way that one could only have learned in clown college. I'm talking about people without a fucking brain in their heads. There are mindless fucktards surrounding us everywhere, staring blankly at you with those hollow eyes and open mouths, breathing their stinky, hot, idiot breath on you. I see them everywhere. Dumb people. People who have no business making decisions for other people. People who you know prevent this world from being less sucky by just their very existence, clogging up the pathways of efficiency and happiness everywhere. Sometimes I ache just thinking how one could make this world a better place by simply using the powers of a time machine and a coat hanger. But these people, often middle management types, foisting their idiotic and efficient ideas upon us, we let them get away with it. So, does that mean we're somehow to blame? Sure, you're saying. What am I supposed to do? Take a pitchfork to my boss? Get thrown in prison and let 14 gang members use my asshole for a barn dance when the lights go out? Keeping your income stream and the structural integrity of your sphincter intact are important to you. Okay, I get it. I know you wish you could just say it. Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking fuckball fucktard. It feels good coming off your lips, doesn't it? Now, even though you choose not to, you still at least have the ability to at some point say, Enough. But what do you do when you can't fully express yourself in a language your idiot overlord will understand? What if you don't even realize you're being exploited for the express reason of some moron's vanity? If you cannot speak, someone has to do it for you. And that's where I come in. Now, that being said, I'm here today to finally unburden my soul about something I find so troublingly stupid that the mere description of it should make you shake your head in utter disgust. It should make your balls crawl so far up into your chest that a physician is going to need a scalpel and a rib spreader to check you for a hernia. I'm talking about something that is more pointless than nipples on a man. More useless than an iPod for Helen Keller. Not because she's deaf, but judging from her braille Chris Daughtry poster, she has fucking terrible taste in music. I'm talking about something more mind-numbing than either a frontal lobotomy or 10 minutes of any television show whose title begins with The Real Housewives Of. This one certain type of person 
just gets my goat more than a ravenous mountain coyote and gets my balls in a knot so tightly that my taint is moments away from turning into a diamond. I'm talking about people who buy sweaters for dogs. You know who you are. You make me sick. Now, okay. I don't know what kind of short-circuited parental impulse went all Apollo 13 inside your brain, but safe to say, Houston, we have a douchebag. Can I explain something to you? Something a bit, shall we say, obvious? Dogs survived perfectly well for thousands of years without the benefit of a cardigan or a turtleneck. What the fuck ever made you think your pooch would need one now? You wouldn't wear a sweater if you already had a fur coat on, would you? That's about as much of a waste of time as putting tits on a wall or giving David Hasselhoff a ride to AA. Okay, maybe that first one could have some interesting applications. But you know what? None of you better steal my idea for wall titties because I bet I could sell a shit ton of these squishy babies on the internet. And because I don't discriminate against any kink, I'll even sell them in mismatched pairs or one at a time. But I digress. Oh wait, what's that? You put sweaters on your dogs because you really like the way it looks? Are you fucking kidding me? Dogs look ridiculous wearing clothing. You know how people sometimes say that pets start to look like their owners? You ever hear that? Don't you think it's ironic that dogs look like assholes when dressed in sweaters? For fuck's sake, if I want to see some high-pedigree bitch in a cardigan, I'll just go down to Rodeo Drive on the first day of November. By accessorizing your dog, you are, in essence, turning your pooch into a fashion accessory. And judging by how many lame-ass suburban folk I see doing this, I'm thinking there are people totally addicted to it. A dog is not a child or a doll. A dog is a living creature with a soul and a very, very deep sense of shame. And I hate to be the one to pull back the curtain on this sad and pathetic facade, but you know that dressing up your dog is a fetish, right? Now, dressing up as a dog, or even worse, putting your dog in assless leather chaps, well, those are really sick fetishes. But dressing your dog is definitely a fetish an object of irrational reverence or obsessional devotion that truly is the reason why the terrorists hate us. Well, that and aerosol cheese in a can. Sure, you may be keeping a small cottage industry of dog sweater knitters in business by ordering their custom four-legged wares. And there is, I shit you not, a woman who creates custom-knitted clothing for dachshunds who calls her small online business Warm Weenies. It's not like this woman had only one or two types of sweaters, there were dozens. I mean, just browsing the product gallery, I hadn't seen so many warm weenies since that Chippendales calendar from Miami Beach. Not that I saw the calendar, I'm just making a funny metaphor. Alright? I'll fuck you, whatever. So, how many emails from drunken frat boys do you think this warm weenies woman gets accidentally just hitting her site every week? Or messages from perverts asking for some kind of home-knitted cock cardigan? Messages she never replies to, even though you write politely several times a week and offer to pay up front in cash and even send a hand-traced outline of your dick and balls so it fits just right. Look, weirdo dog sweater lover. I got a money-saving idea. If it's that cold outside, instead of putting a sweater on your dog, um, maybe just bring it inside. In this economy, if you're looking to cut back a little, perhaps just finding a place or two where you can trim corners a bit just to help make ends meet, you can always clip a few extra coupons or just reduce the amount of times per month that you dine out. And if that doesn't help, well, maybe you can. Oh, I don't know. 
Stop buying sweaters for your fucking dog. Mark Yoshimoto Nemkov, Fading to Black.